Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everyone. Well, I'm going to give everybody a fair warning. This one's going to be a, one of those controversial ones that makes everybody happy. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <sighs> you know, this is a couple of things that I have seen lately that are very, very concerning. And today is Halloween. This is one of them. Um, this is just, this, this goes along with this topic, but it's, it's interesting the thoughts that Christians have. Yes. And the, they're, they're so sure in themselves about their decisions and everything that they do. And they're so quick to defend their freedom to do these things. Yeah, everybody jumps on this very, very quickly, especially when it comes to... There's like certain topics, I feel like, that bring this yeah. out. You know, some more than others. And Halloween uh, is one Halloween is definitely one. Guess what the other one is. Ooh, I'm going to guess Christmas. Well, that too. Voting? Patriotism? Being, oh, you're getting warmer. <laughs> getting warmer. Yes, and voting. I said voting. Oh, did you? I yeah, didn't you hear didn't you. hear me. Okay, I didn't hear you. I said voting before patriotism. Okay, so yes. Bingo. You got it then. Halloween and voting. So when they all fall in the same week. When they all fall in the same week. <laughs> it's like the Boy, perfect it's like, storm. Yeah, this is, this is the perfect storm. But I know there's going to be a lot of varying opinions on what I'm about to say. That's just it, though, opinions. That's that's just it. They're just opinions. I want to... You know what they say about opinions. Yeah. You know that there was a... There was a very well-known theologian who once screamed to a room full of people, what's wrong with you people? And talking about the depravity of man and the sovereignty of God. Paul Washer once screamed to a whole bunch of teenagers that they shouldn't be clapping because he was talking directly in their face. And if you don't know what he's talking about and you don't know where you can hear these things, let us know. We'd be happy to send them to you. They are amazing things to hear. But the point is, is that they were bold preachers yes. that said a lot of bold things about God and his word. And this is something that we're missing so much, especially right now in the world today, in the church today, because, and I, this is something that I have been convicted of lately myself, that it's a, it's a tough line standing on the line of legalism and truth. And one that people are very quick to freak out and kind of jump on you for, for, you and, know, and let's be I honest. perceive you're being a legalist. I right. perceive and, right, you're, right. You know. Perception. Let's yeah. be honest. This boils down to ignorance of God's word. Yes. Because remember, just like I pointed out a second ago, people have lots of opinions, not 
I search the scriptures as a Berean. How are you saying the things you're saying in light of this scripture, this scripture, this scripture, this scripture, right? Correct. Because that God's word is the only truth. And not that it specifically says voting, Halloween, even Christmas, you know, whatever. It doesn't specifically say some of these things, right? Can my kids play video games? Whatever it is. No. But it is the totality of God's word that we take and we weigh everything on and we say, hey, if I do this, if I believe this, say this, whatever, how does that line up? in light of God's word and the totality of God's word. Yeah. Not my opinions, not my experiences, not my thoughts, feelings, what my pastor said, what my family does, whatever. What does God's word say? And how do these things line up against that? And, and, and we, we have to look at many things here. We have to look at the character of God. We have to see, we, we look all throughout scripture to see what, what we can learn about the attributes of God and how he interacts with man throughout history, mm -hmm. what his, what his word says, you know, all these different, all these different things. And people don't bring that. They'll bring these verses that they have these, they, they have just enough knowledge to think they're right, but not enough to know that they're wrong. That's the Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. It's brilliant. Okay, he, I mean, he said this, he goes, the, you know, the great, the great, um, I forgot the exact words he uses, so forgive me for its ignorance, but he, he says that the, I think the great dilemma is when people have enough information to believe that they're right, but not enough to know that they're wrong. Yeah. And that's, that could not be more true towards Christianity. And this is kind of one of those, you know, um, things that, you know, even people listening to this now, um, you know, if this is you, you know, let, let this sink in because maybe you don't have the whole thing. Maybe you are reading the fact that we have freedom in Christ. You know, may, maybe you're misinterpreting the meaning. Maybe you're misinterpreting the idea. Maybe you're not understanding things here, but that's where. And let me just point out, this isn't saying that we have everything perfect and we know all of truth and no. we have no, absolutely not. Well, no, we're saying we know we, truth, but we don't know. No, we're like, we have all truth and all think, knowledge and whatever. Right. No, but we have to sit here and we well, are. Well, I think we're not perfect. We're not perfect. And but we, we sit we here. Fall in the in the same way, but it's about humility and recognizing yourself. Yeah. Sins. And that's what I was going to say. Like we are very, you are very strict on our household. I will just throw this out here. He is very, very strict on our household and himself included that if it cannot be reconciled to God's word, I don't care what it is. He does this with our kids. He does this with me. He does it with himself. He does it with anybody who walks through our door. If it cannot be fully reconciled to the truth of God's word and like you better be able to back it up and cross-reference everything, then yeah. it has no place. It has no place. And so sometimes there are things that we might've been really into or really excited or whatever, but it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. We've got to look at this. We've got to take it to prayer. We've got to take it to scripture. We've got to look at this from all angles and, you know, do all the things. And if it doesn't tell the line, then it doesn't tell the line. It's gone. Just let me ask this question. Do you know enough, not just a one-sided view, but do you know enough to know that you're right? Honestly, ask yourself that question. Like I have, confidence right now that I could stand before the holy and righteous God and 
absolutely no ifs, ands, or buts be like, yep, this is right. This was the best call. This is how I brought glory to your name. And guess, no questions. And guess who the people the most have or, or the greatest have the, the biggest opinions on, on matters are the people that are the most biblically ignorant. And that is an unfortunate truth that in the past couple years, specifically of this podcast ministry, of you starting your church, of all of the things, the ones that come up that are so sure that no, absolutely not, based off of my opinions and experiences and whatever, you know, it has to be this way. They're, they have always been the ones through as much, you know, trying to counsel and teach and, and all of that. They are the ones, and this isn't they being go, mean, I don't that are the most biblically you're illiterate. Wrong, but I don't agree with you and you're wrong. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, let's look scripturally. Where is this wrong? Well, well I don't, I don't know. know. Because I, I don't know what God's word says, and I know that you're showing me all these scriptures that are saying the opposite of what I'm saying, but I know you're wrong. I don't believe it. And so Done I deal. found, I went and found somebody that, that, that is teaching the way that I want to believe. And, oh and yeah, because wrong. you, I mean, you can get online and okay. find a teacher to back up anything you want to say, right? The yeah. church is 99% apostasy. You know what I mean? Like it's largely false. Of course you can, you find it. It's a big book. You can pull any verse out of context and find any teacher to back it up. This is something I'm going over this Sunday in church. Imagine There's that. three different groups that come to Jesus to test him. Okay, well, these are all, and I mean, this is, there's many more, and there was even more at the time, but different sects of Judaism that had different interpretations of Scripture. So this is something that's happened since Jesus' day, okay? Different, different ideas aren't, aren't new, but guess what? There's only one truth, and it's right, and, and there's not, there's not a whole, there's no, people are, believe this lie of Satan, that there's, well, that's your opinion. And that's I your take on it or how you take. understood it. I don't agree. Yeah, no, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. And that statement in itself shows biblical ignorance because the apostles, Paul, Paul is very clear in his letters. He's very clear to Timothy and to Titus that this truth that we have in this truth that we know that is not changing must be protected. There is no opinion around Guard it. the truth, right? Like specific instructions that, we hey, guess what? We may get it wrong as humans, <laughs> but that still doesn't take away from the truth. There's still certain little aspects of it that you know, not every single teacher is going to get right, but the Holy Spirit leads a teacher into maturity. And we, and we, there's no room biblically for us to be wrong. There's foundational truth and that's it. There's, there's, there's a couple differences of opinion that are okay. Like, okay, well, I don't see it that way, but fine. And the ultimate picture, we see it all together. You know, Those are very few. You, and you've always said that. You've said, you know what? Because people, people comment so much and they're like, well, we'll just have to agree to disagree or whatever. And I know you for so long now, you've been saying, you're like, but you know what? The more and more I search, the more and more, you know, I just study the scriptures over and over. 
those are really small yeah, and, and it's, really few and far between. And it's not and it's, true. It, but I, it's mean, because, I don't think it's true. It's because of what they go back to, right? So some people go, okay, well, the timing of the rapture isn't a salvational issue. Okay. But the point that you've argued so often is, no, I'm not, I'm not calling it a salvation issue, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that there is a bigger picture that is an issue because the more you truly understand and and dive behind those things and and the implications and all of that, it really actually is a big deal. Um, Not saying you you don't have true salvation and can't be a true follower of Christ. If you believe what I, that's not what I'm saying, but just like with our kids, right? If our daughters are bickering over a toy, the issue isn't the toy. The issue is, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of surface issues that aren't it. There's always the heart of the issue that you have to get to and properly deal with. And so just like with that, so it's like, yeah, you can have some differences of opinions, but honestly, they're very few, very tiny. And if you both don't see you know what I mean? How right. small and minuscule it is. Like, who's the actual author of Hebrews? Or so, you know what yes, I mean? Like, that, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a difference of opinion difference. we could have. And, and there are some fun little things that we can have about that that will go, ah, dang it. You know, I, man, but Paul, what about I thought this? it was and you. what about that? And, you know, yeah. I thought it was you, Apollos, or, or yeah, however it whatever. goes. Like, I, you know, and those are very, very small. These 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 things that were that I'm getting ready to talk about here, th- this does not fit in that category. And before you get mad at me, take this to God's word. Who do you think that you are? I, who do we think that we are? Truthfully. Truthfully. Yeah. I, Paul says... Who do you think that you are, oh man? Who do you suppose that we are? In Romans 9.20, he said, I mean, who do you suppose you are? In context, he's speaking about his maker, questioning his maker. It fits here, but who do we think we are to question these things? Or to say, God's word doesn't say what it says. Not when we take it out of context and not when we, use, not when we don't use our, our tools that we have to use that are mostly common sense, wrapped up in two really, you know, a few really big words. But really, who is this? that darkens, uh, you know, Job 38, 2. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? That is terrifying. Like if that doesn't make you shudder in your boots, that you is, know what I mean? Who is you need this to go that back and read some more. counsel by words without knowledge? Who do you think you are? Do you not know who God is? Do you not know what God's word says? Why do you not suppose that he means what he says? When we come to an issue like Halloween, yes, you have the freedom to celebrate this. 
why on earth would you want to? And that's the heart issue that we get to when people go, well, I have freedom in Christ to celebrate Halloween if me and my kids want to dress up and go trick-or-treating. God's word says in 2 Corinthians 6.14, Paul writes, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That doesn't mean you can't have an unbelieving spouse. It's bigger than that. That's not what he means. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Why would you want anything to do with a known satanic holiday? Why? Why? What's the heart issue behind it? doesn't it? matter. It's not about being afraid and spooked and Christians being crazy because we think it's evil. It's not about that. Well, and you get so much, well, we're not watching scary movies. My kids aren't dressing up as goblins and ghouls. Like, we're just having fun. So why, we, does, why do you have to do this on October 31st? Yeah. Why can't you be silly every day after school? Mm-hmm. But the church is just having trunk or treat. It's a, good, ridi- it's a great a way to witness to the local neighborhood. No, it's not. Yes, becoming part of the world and looking and stinking just like the rest of them. Great way to show the light of Christ. Good job. And that's exactly where biblical ignorance comes in. You want to disagree? Show me where we're wrong. Show me without bringing some verse taken out of context. Yeah. That Show you're me going with to proper point. context. You know, the, the, and the point that everybody goes to is the the verses in Corinthians where Paul says that we have these freedom, or they'll use. I mean, they'll use anything they possibly can to do this, but except for understand what God's word actually says. I mean. What fellowship has light with darkness? Why would we want any part of that whatsoever? Are we to be afraid of it? Are we supposed to view it as like, oh, yeah, scary? No, but you realize what it is. You know what it is to the world. It's literally a satanic holiday, and there's no getting around that. None whatsoever. I mean... Everybody's been posting. It is a true quote, and I I know this very well. I respected the man, but the founder of the Church of Satan, Anton LaVey, did say, I'm glad Christians let their kids worship the devil at least one night out of the year. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it's sarcastic. Sarcastic statement, but and, still. And you can't think of, um, I mean, a lot of people even argue that he even said that whatsoever. But Well, that's why I love the article um, that Anthony Wade from 8 to 8 Ministries article that I shared uh, with your, our church, mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, but you're saying uh, with your kids, right? So, okay, it's okay. We'll dress, we dress up, but we dress up as silly things or book characters or, um, cartoon, I don't know, whatever historical or, you know, like we do these different things and it's like, okay, so that's okay right now. That's what we're teaching them. But what happens when they're teenagers and they want to be something not quite so quote unquote innocent. What happens when they grow up and they decide that they want to go Halloween parties and all of the things, all of a sudden you have an issue with it. All of a sudden it's not okay. Well, you've taught them that there was nothing wrong with partaking in these things their whole life growing up. So now all of a sudden there's an issue. How does that make sense? I think we literally have seen this happen. Oh, absolutely. We've had people in our church that have had their kids literally 
turn far away from the Lord. And they're like, you know what? We used to do. I wish I would have known. And I wish yep. I would have not done this stuff. If we got a dollar for then. every time somebody messaged us that. Because now I'm know. dealing with the heartbreak of a child that's fallen away. Because we want to bring these practices in these things and make them look and stink like the rest of the world and yep. this lie that they have to have some sort of normal childhood like they did and know what like, what normalcy is. Instead of bring our child up in the Lord, we want to bring them up in the world and in the childhood that we know. And then the kids grow up only to love the world and we go, where do we well, go where wrong? Where do we go wrong? What happened? Or... You, you know, I, my favorite is, well, our church does a lot of good things and they mm -hmm. minister to a lot of people. Okay, cool. Congratulations. So that's your reason for why so truck or that, a that, great idea. So that, okay. that, that somehow makes God's word not say, say something different. This is, this is a very worldly, very known evil holiday. Like it's regardless of people how much christians have ridiculously blown it up and i am the least i i, I love conspiracy theories sort of but i am the least anymore i can't be i'm the because it drives me nuts i'm the least conspiracy minded person on the planet because this christian like explode like just paranoia and all these like all of this stuff now is crazy yeah so all of this, I completely reject. This is not about Christians being paranoid about anything. This is not about only is it, this it isn't about any of that. This isn't ridiculous paranoia. Like you know, there's yeah. been plenty of propaganda that's just not true on the conservative Christian side. That's you know this ridiculous Halloween stuff and this especially now with this QAnon nonsense. Like there's so much out there. That's that's not true. That's, um, but it, it it takes away from the seriousness of uh, of something so simple as an issue like Halloween, and a and, and just instructions that we have from the Lord, and see this brings a whole lot of of worldliness into your life and into the church with this truck or treat with all these different things. Harvest like that. festival was the thing back at our home yeah, church. And that's ridiculous because this is, I mean, we have no plate. We have no relationship with darkness whatsoever. You want to do ministry, do it on a, a, a different time. You don't need to do it on the time that the rest of the world does this. I don't care. Your well, and good if you're excuses. truly doing ministry as the church, like, yes, your church can be open on October 31st. It's not banned from being open just because it's Halloween. But why is it open and looking like everything else? That's the issue. So if you want to open and have your doors open of the church on Halloween night because you know that people are going to be out and about, open your doors. Open your doors but not with your little, you know, fun circus show of, hey, come in and enjoy Halloween here in this nice safe space. So right? when Jesus cleansed the temple the second time because the Jews were selling pigeons and different, different stuff that you would need to celebrate Passover, uh, different tool, like oil, different things like that, they were selling that inside the temple. And it was actually hindering the Gentile area of the temple for the Gentiles to be able to bring their sacrifices to the Lord, to be able to go 
in worship to 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 bring their offerings to the lord so that's why jesus came in and cleansed the temple because they were doing these things so imagine if jesus walked in now to your october 31st yeah trunk or treat harvest festival whatever harvest the heck festival your church calls inside it. your church what oh, is going man. on here what, what is wrong with you people th- what is going on yeah why does this look like the rest of the world why is this inside my house why we aren't this is where well and then then the ministry thing is what gets tacked onto this and you know what people don't understand about this this isn't where people just go kind of brain dead it's the, this is part of this new apostolic reformation idea this this is it's because the in uh, this dominionism idea Right, that we have dominion and that we take in this kingdom now idea that this is the kingdom and we advance God's kingdom by, by making these differences and going out and, and fulfilling the Great Commission and doing these things. And we do that by taking an opportunity like Halloween when the rest of the world is out. But you know what? Halloween doesn't mean that anymore because we're Christian and we can make it mean what we want it to mean. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't take control of the world, Christian. You can't do that. You're not called to do that. Well, and who's kind of, uh, you know, in ruling all of the things happening right now? Satan. Yeah. Satan. You, you, no, no, no. And no. he's winning every time. This is we, where... as professing believers of Christ, are happy to compromise on the truth of God's word to appease our love for the world. And that's the thing that frustrates me where people are like, I don't love the world. And it's like, okay, then why are you clinging on to Halloween? Why you are you clinging on to Christmas? I don't, why are you clinging I don't make on this up. God's word says, what fellowship has light with darkness? What does it? What do you not think that First John means? First John 2 15 it says do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him what do you think that means if anyone loves the world do you understand what the world is okay let's boil this down simply for christians that live in america your everyday daily life in the United States is the world. The things you think about, the things you spend your money on, the things Everything. you prioritize, the things you watch, That's all listen the world. to, all of it. All of it. We don't understand that. This, this, the, we didn't, I mean, we are so biblically ignorant that we don't understand what this means. This is everything that is out there everything we have to use the freedom that we have not as a cover-up for sin very carefully we have all kinds of freedom to do all kinds of stuff paul tells us clearly not to question it who are you to question me what i do but This goes back to where we don't get our opinions on biblical truth here and what we get to say that we get to do and what we get to not 
and this doesn't mean that and this no because you can't take a known holiday like this and try to that's known in the world and that is associated with darkness you know it makes christians look foolish that they have anything to do with it Oh, we need to be standing out there and being the light. Where are you every other day of the year? Yeah. Why are they acting like this on this one day a year? I mean, it's it clearly says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world in 16, the desires of the flesh... All that is in the world. All that is in the world. This world system. Guess what the things in the world are? Holidays are the things of this world. Holidays are a big one, you guys. We have to test ourselves against idleness. Why are you clinging on to these things? And again, that's what we say. I like I was brain and everything. It's not legalistic because neither did I, did either of us either of us have not said that you don't have liberty to do these things. Well, but that was the point we talked about earlier. So I said, okay, look at the holidays you celebrate, right? Look at all these things. So if Jesus were literally standing beside you all day and he saw the way you spent your time, the way you spent your money, where your priorities were, what you talked about, what you watched, what you thought about, what you worried about, right? All of the things. At the end of the day, would he still put his hand on your shoulder and say, well done, good and faithful servant? Would he really? Look at how we idolize. Look at the money we spend right on, on Halloween, on all the decorations, the candy, the costumes, the our harvest festivals, whatever. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, there's starving children in the world, but thank you for putting your focus there like the rest of the world. Look at the money and the greed in Christmas. Oh, but it's Jesus's birthday. I think your mic was off. Yeah, it's the next one we have to deal with. Because then we go, oh, but my kids have to have presents and we have to do this and we have to do that. But don't worry, we sent a shoebox to a poor child somewhere with, you know, Operation Christmas. Oh, clearly. Okay, yeah, well done. Great job. Right, so, but but sit here. We can do this with every single, and we should. That's the point too. People go, oh, that's easy for you to say. Um, No, because every day I have to sit here and do this with myself. When we go, hey, is that really the best use of, uh, of our money? of our time is that the best priorities to be having things to be watching things to be listening to things to be talking about friends to be hanging whatever it is mm-hmm. if christ were physically standing here with me right now would he be like thank you that's how you serve my father's kingdom that's how you live as a citizen of heaven that's how you point others to the truth and the only saving knowledge of me Really? That's how you do it? Guys, it isn't. It's a lie. And the church is perpetuating this lie largely, which is just awful. But again, right as the times were, we're talking about the rapture of the church. So when the trumpets sound, you're going to be caught in a place where you can stand with complete confidence and go, yep, this is where I want to be when Christ comes to receive his church or for those of you who don't believe in the rapture then i'll ask you this then i'm gonna jump on your side and i'll be a big bad teacher of your (laughs) post-millennial theology here and i'll say something 
Then, dear Christian, what makes you think that you're going to make it through the tribulation? Yeah. What makes you think? If you're willing to give up the world so easily and be so immersed, what makes you think that you're not going to be completely part of this when the tribulation comes? Yeah, if what, you what, can't what makes keep you yourself think you're from stand? being what makes you think now? that you're a true yeah. believer and you're not going to take the mark? I mean, what 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 well, makes I'd you never do that? This? I can't give up Halloween and Christmas, but of course I'd never do that. Really, guys, we got to stop and think about these things. So it doesn't matter what we believe on that. You know, I, I'll even jump on your side there. I mean, I, I would, you know, even thinking logically, I say, okay, say that, which it makes no theological sense, but say that there's no pre-tribulation or rapture. Say that we have to go through the tribulation. Um, okay, well, definitely going to have most of you cave in within, the, the, within a few months. I mean, it's it's not going to take a while. Because look at the things that we refuse to give up now. Because, well, I have freedom in Christ. Every day has been redeemed. There's there's nothing that I can't do. Yeah, but we also don't use that freedom to go and love the world. And that's scary because in the tribulation period, if you believe that, if you believe you're going to go through the tribulation period, then, gosh, I love being an advocate for the other side here. <laughs> this is actually kind of fun. This is really fun because I go, okay, so if we believe this here, we're going to be smarked by so much deception in this time yeah. that you're not going to know what's truth. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. It's, you know why? It's because God gives the delusion. God himself gives the delusion to the people. And look at you the delusion can't, already. Like, like, just... just you know, letting you know, like, if it doesn't sound like common sense, if God does it, you know, this this ain't no this ain't no human lie. This ain't no conspiracy on earth. This is God, and the deception in this time period is going to be near impossible. Because look how bad it discern. is right now, and people can't discern it. So, if you can't start to discern these things now, what makes you think that you're going to make it through this period, or that you're a true believer for that matter? Start asking yourself this question. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, like, it makes you kind of nervous. But... Uh, all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, the pride of life, that's huge. That's our American slogan. The, the, the pride of life. Guys, these are all these things that will proud not Proud of my life. I want, do you think of like having this, I want, okay, well, I want my children to have this. I really enjoy this, but I love watching Okay, that. well, what does that, what does that I want mean? That's the pride of life. Does that mean every decision that you make is bad? No, but that should weigh on every single thing that you do. You go, am I doing this thing? Am I going this direction? Because this is a pride of life? 
because you know it's it's not it's not wise to live our lives of well i can't worry about every little thing and god will figure it out in the end it's not wise to live your life like that well it's yeah really because not. when god figures out in the end what if the, you're you're his figuring it out is weeping and gnashing of teeth yeah, right and, like a little too late this then. is this is you, you've got to live for him you don't there's no you know there's plenty of assurance in this there's no, you know, there's no loss of salvation. There's no, but it, there, there is if you truly have it because we are taught to test ourselves against these things and to ask ourselves these questions and find out if we're truly in this faith. I mean, are we, are, do we truly want to do this? Are we truly here? And you know what's so sad as I see in just in this position and it stinks. I know some of you aren't. And it hurts. And, I, and it hurts. Yeah. Because I know some of you are lovely, you know, some people that I've talked some beautiful, lovely people. But when it but comes, when down it comes to, to it, this, they just. And, and you know that because they, do, they just, and they'll tell us, I, I, but I can't trust. I just can't. I, I just, how do, how do I trust him? I just, ah, I can't. I just can't. Or the things, right? They're the seed sown that the worries of this world come in and they just, ah, I just, I can't give it and, up. And, you know, they act, then they find this, they, then they find this Christ that they like for a while yeah. that allows them to do these things. But then before so long, guess what? They're not content anymore. Yep. And they're, and they're starting to question and they're starting to wonder why there's so much strife and why there's so much problem. That's just... It's all of this. Well, look, when you continue reading on there in First John, he says, hey, and for those of you who think you can hold on to the world and love God, you can't. You're, you're a, a liar. liar. Yeah. I wanted like that should hit us like a ton of bricks when you go, okay, but I just, I really love the holidays. It's always so cozy. I just want to have fun time. What, whatever you're, I know the holidays are what we're talking about, but Halloween, we're just having fun. It's just an opportunity to get to introduce ourselves to neighbors. It's just a great time to get together with friends, whatever, whatever your reasoning is. Right. Okay. Guys, if you're going to hold on to the world, and I mean you're holding on to it, right? If you, if you feel that you might have an idol in an area, holidays are a great one. How do you test yourself against that? Give it up. That's how you test yourself against idols in your life. If you think you might spend too much time watching TV, hang out with people that aren't the right people, hold on to holidays too tightly, guess what? Give them up for a while. See how you do. Let God work on your heart in that period. If you are refusing to let go of something, number one, I'd say, yeah, probably pretty solid. That is an idol. But number two being you're loving that of the world and you cannot, it's oil and water. It does not mix. You cannot be holding onto these things of these of the world and go, but I love God so much. I love Christ. I just want to love him and serve him and all. Okay. Um, you can't be serving him and holding onto the world. You're a liar. And that's not us calling you names. That's God's well, word. That's what's interesting is, is that goes on in first John because yes, and, and not all of us are perfect. And he goes on to, you know, we talk about, he says that there's, there's sin that does not lead to death. And these are these sins that we will. But, you know, these, these little, these decisions, these big decisions that we make, that, that, that's not necessarily those sins. You can't go and decide what these, that, that sin is that doesn't lead to death. Absolutely not. You no. can't categorize no. this. 
but I also don't want to play around with it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> no, exactly. You. That's what I'm saying. And, and you know, one thing, I mean, first, John, I, I need to teach this book again. I, I think know. I've taught through I it know. three times, but I, I every but time. But it's so good. I love this book. But we, you know, chapter five, verse 19, we know that we are from God. And the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Yep. The whole world Remember lies in the power of the evil one. Yep. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we who are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. And John ends chapter 5 saying, Little children, keep yourself from idols. Yeah. Guys, I mean, and they, we like, do this. This is ourselves. This isn't mean? being mean to anyone. This is ourselves. We have things that come up and I go, whoa. I'm getting way too into this. Yep. I need to step away. Oh, I do this all the time. All the time. We do it to our children. We do it to our home as a family. Like but it's about it. minimizing these. Yes. It, yes. It's about, it's about minimizing these things and, and realizing them. And if Satan them. is this roaring lion, like literally stalking you, trying to pounce at any moment, you guys... This is a real enemy. This is a constant process that we go through every day. Lord, convict me where I'm wrong. Help me to see. Put my foot on your narrow, delicate path. Take the idols away from me. Is it people I follow online? Is it friends I hang out with? Is it, you know, holidays I celebrate? Um, things I watch on TV? How much I'm getting wrapped up in politics? Wh whatever it is. Pull it away from me. Get it out. Like, help me to see it and to strip it out. This was how this whole thing happened with us when I came to you years back and was like, honey, I think I have an issue. Can we please stop celebrating Christmas? And you were like, are you kidding me? You've lost your mind. You are Miss Merry Christmas. You literally are the embodiment. Like, you guys, I would listen to Christmas music all year long. Multiple Christmas trees. Like, you had no idea. Nobody loved Christmas more than me, I promise you. And so when I came to him and said, hey, would it be okay if we stopped celebrating this? I'm pretty sure you thought I had lost my mind. But that's how we test ourselves. There should be nothing, and I mean nothing, no relationship, no holiday, no hobby, no TV show, no music, no, no whatever, that we are not willing to say, Lord, let me give this up so I can test my heart. I'm going to set this down, walk away from it, and Lord, test my heart. Scourge me from the things of this world that I am holding on to. There should be nothing, no one, nada, that we are not willing to do that with. And if there is, that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, but I couldn't do that, that's an issue. And that means that you should go directly to the issue and cut it out, right? This is also where it comes to biblical ignorance because, you know, all throughout the Old Testament, we learn about how God interacts with his people. Oh, we see it over and over this and over. This is through Israel. Yeah. This is, this is how we learn how God, this is how we have the information about the Lord that we know. Yep. That, no, we're not Israel. We're a distinct group from them, but we are one. We are God's people. We ultimately are part of the same tree. You know, this is 
so this is, uh, you know, I'm a a dispensationalist, so there is clear, distinct differences. However, we can learn the Old Testament speaks of a time period that we're going to be present in. Um, the Old Testament speaks of a time period that we are present in currently. So the, in, in the Old Testament has always spoken of the inclusion of the Gentiles in God's people. Okay, but the problem is, is people don't want to take things and they want to build their own ideas and theology off things in the Old Testament. And they don't rightly divide the word of truth like we are told to, like Paul instructs us to. Okay, so, but one of the things that we forget is how God interacts with his people and what his instructions are. And if we look at what his instructions were to Israel, it's, it's so clear we answer these questions to ourselves so quickly because we understand that God's point in all of these was to keep his people unstained from the other nations around them. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? He doesn't, like, he's not just, oh, and New Testament, to be, God, he's totally different. Keep yourselves unstained from the world. Yep. And how do you do that? Okay, so, you but, have and, nothing and that's to us. do with that's their ways. That's us as Christians, as the church. Israel was to keep themselves unstained from the world as well and the nations around them. They were to be radically different. Like you would see these people and be like, oh, whoa. Those because are those everything the different, the Lord so different. was their God. Yes. And they had, everything was different. They were supposed to be a light. They are the salt of the earth. Not the church, Israel. It's the salt of the earth. They are a light on a hill. Yes, we are as one, God's people. That's where this, this comparison comes in. Because we have been grafted in. Because we have been grafted into this. But this is also where this distinction is important to make, and it's important to acknowledge that this is them. This is God's people in the Old Testament. They were to look radically different and do things radically different. And they didn't. Over and over over and and over over and over again. But God was so specific in the Old Testament of pagan rituals and festivals and intermixing the two along with it. So serious about it. So bad. But then we look and we go, oh, they were were sacrificing babies to Moloch and all of these. It's like, you guys, you Mm. guys, what is so different different today? There's nothing different. But they... Baal is Satan. It's the same thing. So every time we go, oh, well, it's just... Uh Uh-huh, exactly. No, they were not to associate with this in any way. You wouldn't find a Jew going near this. Even today, a lot of these things. Jews won't touch... Why do you think they're so different? Yep. Why do you think Hasidic well, Jews today are well, so... Well, the all stereotype right. of a Jew has been like made fun of throughout worldly cultures, um, all cultures for all time for so... You know what I mean? Yep. And all of this because they are so radically different in that, right? This is the anti-Semitism enemy, the Satan enemy of the world attacking the Jews because... You know, even though they are in unbelief, they have always been, they have always been attempted to be destroyed, but the Lord has a promise to them knowing that he will keep them. And you still see 
you know, his, his, his promise in them, in those people, in the way that a lot of them still, there's still some very, very good Jews as, as people go. Um, they're sinful people that need to repent and need to turn to Christ. Because but, that is the only but way. But from, from a human perspective, and, and speaking as human, you know, we love our brothers and sisters, and they are they are the inheritance to the promise. And we pray they, that they come to yes, the truth I, I of mean, the I true Messiah. I pray that you come to take your birthright. Absolutely. Come take your birthright, please, because Heaven this will is rejoice yours. every time. I mean, and that's where I see there's a huge misunderstanding there may this is where i think street preaching in some way needs some dispensational theology yeah. when it comes to going to jerusalem and and well no because you wouldn't you wouldn't do that you, you know you but i i think our ministry to them needs to change in that way because they know of dispensational theology but they still don't know the true like look you know like this is we believe that this is we're brothers and sisters. You don't quite understand that yet. Yeah. But you still, I'm still not you. I don't have your blood. I'm not left. You know, I, I haven't been carried out through the centuries um, like you have. You know, by the Lord. And this is inherently. This is you know, like I said, I want you to come and and take your blessing. But. We seriously see how they just interact differently with the world. They just do things differently. And they're very, very, they, they don't care really about what's going on. Yeah. You don't really hear much out of them unless they're protesting something. Yeah. Because it's affecting them in it's some It's affecting way, right? them yeah. and they're like, yeah, that's not cool. It's, we, we don't like it. But they're indignant about leaders they're supposed to be they're still very very liberal ones that aren't and and that's that's where again this reflects the old testament ones that married themselves around with other nations and other idols and stuff like that so i mean this this just all wrapping up my whole point in this though is they interact differently and this is supposed to reflect the way that god's people us the church interacts with the world we are supposed to look different and be different and not be one with the world we're the exact opposite this is where you know it's it's wrong to think that you can take the world's customs and that you can take them over well, I know how to just be the opposite. I know instead of on being bad that day, I'm going to be good. Well, now, how about you be good all the other days so we don't have this one day where everybody else is bad? Well, and that's that point too where it goes, okay, if I were a fly on your wall, this applies to Halloween, to, to Christmas, to, to literally everything everywhere, but for the interest of the conversation for Halloween, right? If I were to be a fly on the wall and I could hear your, I could be a mind reader, right? I could hear your thoughts. Would you and your children, your spouse, your friends, family, whatever, but would you guys be looking like, smelling like, talking like, acting like, spending your money like any unbeliever? Would your kids be thinking about and focusing on the same things? Would you be worrying about and prioritizing the same things? 
if so, if I went and I was a fly on the wall f in, in your home and an unbeliever's home, would I find much of a difference? Truly. Or would I see families looking forward to the same things? Maybe a couple differences here and there, but you boil it down. It's the same thing. We're, we're focusing and doing the same things. Right? If I were to look at a, a Christmas list from your child to an unbeliever's child, is it, is it any different? Would I go, ah, oh, there's a kid that loves the Lord and is focused on his ways. If I followed you guys around out trick-or-treating or whatever, at your harvest festival, trunk-or-treat, whatever the heck it is, would I really see so much of a difference? Well, that's kind of interesting because if we're willing to fall in to the same images, you know, the same activities as everyone else, how does that make sense? Like, okay, you, you, number one, your kids can dress up any day if that's what you want to do. My kids are always playing something with some of the imagination. And, I mean, Virginia's, she's wearing a towel around her the other day doing something. I don't know what it was, right? Like, so kids can dress up anytime. You really want a special day to dress up and have a fun activity? Okay, celebrate Purim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you want a biblical example of something? Like, okay, well, that's do the thing that is they that's what you they have to do. They were supposed to intermix these things. But then there was, there was certainly things that they, they brought in that weren't, um, you know, definitely weren't given by God, that, but they were accepted. Yeah, that's what I'm for saying. Instance, like, if you yeah, have to have something like, to do, like... Like that, or like, you know, Hanukkah, for instance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Hanukkah was not, uh, definitely not a festival that was, that was given to Moses. No. But it's, we see Jesus celebrating it. And we see the yes. remembrance of the Maccabean rebellion against the desecration of the temple. And when they, you know, and we see this throughout history, we've seen this happen. Um, you know, we had Kings in the old Testament that, that did this as well. And they, they found the knowledge again and, and, you know, things were brought back. Yes. You know, so I think that's, we, we know. So I think that's okay that, um, we follow things like that, obviously. And, um, that's where, you know, this is where the, the, the freedom as an American Christian would come into play in, in certain things. You know, I mean, I think there's certain things that are okay for us to go in, but I, Halloween's not one of those things. Cause again, the Cause original there's no, point, there's no why would you want to a good way? There's exactly. no good roots off of this. You know, I, I don't agree with the way that we celebrate Thanksgiving. No. And I don't mm -hmm. agree with the way that we celebrate Christmas and we don't celebrate either because of that. Yep. However, you can trace both of those back to some decent things that occurred that weren't always bad and evil. Sure. Yep. You can trace both of those things back. So that's where those arguments can be made. Okay. You want to do both of those things. That's where you can stand on saying, that this was once celebrated as meaning something that was not completely demonic and, and or pagan. I mean, yes, technically we can trace everything back to having some pagan root. I mean, we could sure. do that all day long. But again, and that's where the point of, okay, but let's set aside the argument of can it be redeemed? Can it be okay? Can it be what? Okay, put, put all that aside. The root of the issue is idleness. Right. So that's where... Trace everything. Forget it. What what route you want to say? If it's been redeemed, well, I'm just celebrating it this way. I didn't even know that's where that comes from. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Right? 
it's it's ever we live in a sinful fallen world everything's right. sinful and fallen to some degree so isn't an idol in your life because we shall have no other gods before our lord god right so are you making it an idol are you loving the things of the world because if you are you cannot be loving the lord you are a liar if you think you can do both that's bottom line right and and this does bring up an interesting i mean kind of wrapping up and and i don't want to go too much on this topic because we already have podcasted about halloween and i think that it's I don't think there's there's benefit in putting out more information out there that people, you know, that, that, that's already out there. I mean, there the information isn't changing. Sources. It is what it, it is. It doesn't. <laughs> you know, there's no new argument with this. And it's, you know, it, it just keeps going around in circles that we have because there's, you know, the, the bottom line is, is there's no good way to twist it. However, there is situations. Um, we have somebody that's near and dear to us. Um, I mean, we have people in our lives that still, they choose to, to, to do it. And while we don't agree with them and that's between you and you know, the Lord, that's, that's between not my... you and the Lord. And I, and I know that they would, you know, understand that my heed to say, Hey, you probably should question those things, but you know, teach. And you know, what's kind of interesting is anytime we've had this conversation with friends, family that we love, we go and we say these same things, we go, really? This is, this is the best way to honor yeah. the Lord. We always get that. Yeah. We're just trying to have a good time. You know what I yeah, mean? Like and, we, and we always, fine. it's like, okay, if all you right. can get there, cool. If you can, if that's you between you there, and the Lord, okay. that's not my And I business. know, and there's another side of this though, that we have people that are near and dear to us that don't really want to, but their spouse is into it. Yeah. And they don't really have a choice. It's kind of like, well, it's going to become a huge issue and at that point, it's like, I, you know, I think that's up to you, uh, I, up to what you do. I think that's not, the Lord's not going to, certainly not going to condemn you for um, just submitting, I think, to and not having an argument. If you're trying to win your, ho you know, your husband or your wife over in other ways. Um, you know, I think these I understand. are, these are battles, battles that you right? choose. I understand that. Um, moves and counter moves. You but gotta... then I think too, I think that we need to start asking ourselves the question on, is this something that we need to be uncomfortable on? Yeah. Should I stand firm in the Lord and make my family uncomfortable? And make this uncomfortable. Yeah. Regardless of what I think this does. Well, because often we're so quick to be like, I don't want to rock the boat. Or, I don't want to make them upset. Or we think that we're ripping up our family or we think we're going to yeah. tear apart our family. And that's what our spouse will tell us. And these are these things that don't happen. It's like, that's not, clearly that's not what we're doing here. We're trying to follow the Lord as a family. So we're trying to grow. And deeper. when we obey him and hold that first he paves, he, he, he works it out. Right. He always paves the way. You right. guys, we stand firm and we submit to him above all. And that was your point of look in the old Testament. Look what God had to say with the, the traditions and happenings of the world that the Israelites would get involved in. He was not happy about it. They were right. not submitting to him when they were being okay with taking any part in that stuff. And I'm very Halloween. Like I'm that's that's like my like people don't know who I was. Oh gosh, you now. guys like how but I was that, Miss Merry Christmas. Persona. You were Mr. Halloween. I wasn't I, I didn't get excited. Every year. For, okay. Well, let me I just was, yeah, go ahead. Let me just say, every year, like how I 
lived and breathed Christmas. The moment Halloween decor would start coming out. Oh, I love it. He was like, honey, you can spend every cent we have. Wipe out any savings that you have in a coffee can, right? Like anything. Make our, he because was I like, live in a house he was like, like if our whole house could be the haunted mansion, could be Halloween from top to bottom, Adam's family house, whatever you want to say, all the horror movies, all the things. If, if all of our stuff could be Halloween all the time, Brandon if, prior to knowing the Lord. If any of you know who Rob Zombie Oh, yeah. Is, that's his, like... That is my... Not is. That, that is was. who I mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And, in, 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 I mean, I, I would love to have been Rob Zombie. So if you're thinking one, yeah, that we're just, like, interest. the cranky little goody goodies that are like, oh, it's bad, don't like it. No. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was Mr. Like, this is... Oh, we uh, threw and, and all the Halloween have, parties. I mean, my which, tattoos are very, oh, yeah. very, um, you know, very you see it telling of this. But um, just to let you know that we're not just talking out of our rears, having no idea what we're talking about. Like, and too, I mean, I, I, I have friends that have full on, well, my older friends that had full on portrait sleeves of every single horror movie character. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so played all the games. I, I mean, I was, you know, good. The whole thing. I really, and it's, this was one for me where it's even now, sometimes it's, I see some stuff and I'm like, dude, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but then I go like, no, why? So like, that's what we're saying. Why? We're not saying this to be mean and this. ruin someone's day. We ourselves look at this and go, really? Cause that's how I serve the Lord. That's how I bring glory to his name. Nope. <laughs> it's us too. Like, you know, we always have to do that. Um, I have, you know, and this is one thing that I had. But that's how I serious even it is. myself recently because I have a hoodie with a skeleton on it. And I go, okay, this hoodie, what is this? And the, the ske- if any of you listening know, it's a Powell Peralta hoodie, which it's a skateboard company from back in the 80s, 90s. Back I when you were a, a youngin, and you could back do those when things. I was a young, I grew up with it. Um, but their they their one of their mascots was the Ripper. But the thing with the Ripper was the fact that if you know skateboarding, you break a lot of bones, you expose a lot of bone, you hurt a lot of things. So the Ripper. That's why I don't the, let him do these things anymore. The yep. Ripper, continue on. The Ripper was. The symbol of being obviously you're skateboarding, you get ripped open. That was that was that's what that symbol was. So, um, thinking of this, I'm like, you know, this isn't this isn't something I'm not celebrating some idol. This is something that, um, you know, no, it's not conventional. No, it's not something that I'm going to wear out in public every single place that I, you know, that I have. But it's also something that I don't feel like I need to be legalistic about. But at the same time, like I just said, it's not something that I want to represent myself as somebody associating that and seeing that and going, oh, oh wow. Gosh. What is that? Oh, yeah, that. so That's it's it. one thing Evil. you but, sitting on the couch the in your time, hoodie, you know, not uh, not being a thing, but it's another thing to be going out and putting that forth. And I think that's what's such a big deal, too, especially with these holidays, when you see these churches that are holding all of these same, you know, churches holding breakfast with Santa and trunk or treat. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, so how are you truly putting out a different image than anyone else? Right. And and then at the same time, though, we have to ask, and, and that's this is where I, I guess this is a, 
I do want to get to a real, you know, shorter second issue here real quick. But for this, just ending this one, a lot of people see this skeleton as a symbol of death because it's always been associated with a symbol of death. Yes. And this, that perception isn't necessarily, um, isn't necessarily true. Um, it is and it isn't. Um, some cultures, some pagan cultures worshipped bones and, and kept bones and were bone collectors and, and, and did different weird things like that. So that's where a lot of our perception in that comes from. But also, I mean, I think you see some Old Testament instances of carrying bones around. Exactly. <laughs> but actually, I think that's one of those things where I'm like, that's not being... I'm not super legalistic. You know, somebody sees, uh, you know, a Jolly Roger flag and they freak yeah, out and they yeah. think that, every, you know, you're ah, Satan. Satan. Yeah. And it's, it's, no, it's like, okay, not, calm down. We know, all have bones. Not, you know, and, and, and so that's where it's not, this is what I'm not saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. With this. Yeah. So I'm not being legalistic on this matter. And do I think that you should have a Jolly Roger flag hanging outside of your, no. I don't switch but if you there, yeah. if you decide to wear a t-shirt that's got a little Jolly Roger flag on it, I don't think that you're. I'm some, not concerned that you're saying. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not what we're not, not what we're doing here. But again, it's like, okay, did you earn that shirt before you came to Christ? <laughs> yeah. Or did you buy it after? <laughs> like, why? Why would you buy that after? If you owned it before, okay, cool, fine. I'm not going to judge you. But and that's where it's you have the freedom, and we don't want to go pointing fingers at everybody. So. But the common sense is, is we didn't, we can't question God in these things, and 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 we have got to be careful. And and I don't know if the point was to say that there's no opinion Halloween is satanic and you can't celebrate it, but I think the point was, who do you think you are? And we need to realize that we don't know the Lord is because we stand so firm and so confident on these ideas that we have. Yeah. And we're so confident in our sinful little selves and we don't understand our own depravity. We don't understand the the God's truth and his word. We don't take it literally in our lives. We're not applying it. We don't we don't know terms like the world and and staying you know, not associating with darkness, keeping ourselves not, you know, keeping ourselves pure. We we don't understand these things, period. We clearly don't when we throw up these arguments like that we do to celebrate a satanic holiday. Yeah. Like, and say it's you know, no big deal. Even if you want to, do so quietly. Mm-hmm. Just take your kids trick-or-treating and shh. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying do it, but. And we're not doing like go and just do things go secretly, and you but go it's like. Your development and go trick or treating and dress your kid, then go do it. But as a Christian, I don't think that that's something that needs to go on social media. I don't think that's something that you need to be throwing out there. Are you trying to hide anything? No, but you're also not trying to advertise anything. And that's a big thing, I think, because people are so often, it's like, so you're saying I need to sneak around and do things secretly? No, because there is no sneaking around because Christ still sees you. And if you still think that's the best way to spend your time, okay, and you have to deal with the Lord so, with that. But also, does it need to be an advertisement? Does it need to be a promotion? Right. Right, exactly. And that's and that's what's tough, in, especially in the life of a teacher, right? Because... 
um, you know, just biblically, like, well, like you just gave the example with your sweater, right? You're not going to get on uh, a live for your church and preach with, you know, this skater skeleton on your sweater, right? Is that the best promotion for a man of God? No, probably not. Is there anything sinful, evil, whatever wrong in owning that sweater? No, also not. You just went no, through I'm that. No, I'm just not going to wear it. Right? And that's the thing. And that's the, the problem is, is like, I don't, I think another example of that would be alcohol. I was um, just going to say and, that, right? And, you know, like I, I enjoy, I've, I've always been up front. I always, I like beer. You've always I been do. a beer I guy. I love beer. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't have a problem. I'm not an alcoholic. I, I can't even tell you the last time I had a beer. It was, it's been probably a month that I even had one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe I mean, you used to be party guy, but gosh, last time you, I mean, Yeah, but I've never years. been an alcoholic and I've never had an issue with it. And right now, if you go and you open my refrigerator, there's one. I have one in there. But. Am I going to go and, and take pictures and, and say all these things about how I love? No. Am I trying to hide the fact that I, that I like beer and that I drink a beer every once in a while? I mean, I hope not because you just told everybody on a podcast that you like it. So yeah, you'd be exactly. Doing a very good so job that's not the truth, right? <laughs> so, and, and I mean, that's the thing. And I think this goes in the same way. Um, I, yeah, it's, Doug Wilson was just on the Babylon Bee podcast. They were talking to him about... Um, him because he he's the same way he enjoys uh he enjoys a, a beer or a drink every now and then and he also enjoys a cigar every now and then just like charles spurgeon did oh no and it's like oh, oh he did what it's okay cool he has there's you know it's not something that needs to be advertised but isn't it funny the things that we want to get worked up about but then um, the things that, uh, you know, will be like, oh, well, I mean, we, we can't know exactly what's it. Like the things that we won't cast lots at and be like, yeah, no, that's not okay. But then things like this that we're like, ooh, I'm going to freak out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, let's stand up for the right things, you guys. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. I think people, I, get, I, I have the same way. I think, well, I don't think it's the same way with with cigarettes particularly i think it's more so with like littler things like this because i think people see or hear that they go oh he had a drink Mm -hmm. you know it's like well yeah i i have to go i like beer so at walmart at some point i have to go get it am i trying to sneak around in the store to get it no i'm trying to live my life and i can't be judged for for doing these things that i'm free to do but I'm not advertising them to the world. They're sure. not something that I'm promoting out there. It's not yeah. something that I that I specifically don't want you to know. I just don't want to advertise it. And that's I think that's at the end of the day, that's something that we the, if if you decide that you're okay with doing this, that as a Christian, that you should probably think about doing. Because if you're going to go ahead and say that it's okay, especially on a, uh, on a known, you know, the, the, the argument that comes up every single year with this stupid topic, it's the same arguments every year. I realize yeah, that. That's why this was thing. a two-part thing with election, is that you, you realize that you have the same ridiculous arguments every year, every four years with the elections. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing over and over and over again. 
the same arguments that people say. So, you know, that that's where if you're going to do Halloween and you're going to do that, be discreet about it. So. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it does. I, I don't feel that this is probably going to be received as well as I pictured. Probably not. And I feel like it's so simple and there's no, like the whole point of it is again, as it goes down, I think to idolatry more than anything. So if you and your church get together on this night and have a night of prayer and worship and hymn singing and, and study and whatever, that's cool. That's fine. You can totally do that. If you get together to celebrate, trunk or treat it and like do everything like the world then like i don't understand what your difference is if you still decide to whatever like whatever you decide to do that it's between you and the lord our point being though truly look at the scriptures truly look at these things and truly test yourself against idolatry are you loving the world are you holding on to these things are you taking part in darkness what are you doing truly and you have to look at that and you have to weigh yourself because um god's going to so it is important. Yep. And it's not just with Halloween. It's with everything. It just happens to be Halloween today. So <laughs> the topic kind of came up. It happens to be the topic. And, and just with, you know, the decessions that keep coming around and the things that just keep coming up, it's, you know, these are all things that we should ask ourselves. And I think end on, do you really know how you feel about these things because you're right or do you you know are you willing to take your same stances and arguments that you would respond to us on this and stand before god with those same arguments and feel confident in them because it's not about us who cares about us we're nobody Mm -hmm. right we literally are nothing so you're not trying to win an argument against us or against friends or family or whatever is is judge it off of a biblical jesus and not your worldly jesus that you have this your american gospel jesus yeah this jesus your jesus you that was born on december 25th and emotional connection yeah. to you know this the, oh, just think about the the one that's the righteous judge exactly so. and are you willing to 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 save these things before him and feel confident in it really yep. truly yep all right guys we okay. hope it helps and yep. uh we'll see y'all next time see you